Hey. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all doing well, wherever you are. I hope y'all made it through your first week of 2023. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, you've at least made it to day 11. So kudos to you. That means January is almost over, sort of, because next week is MLK. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, I'm so ready for that three-day weekend. <laughs> Like can't come soon enough. Yes. This year, like I'm on God's strongest list this year. Um, last year I eased on by, but this year I'm just like, Lord. <laughs> so still thankful though. Still thankful. It'd be like that sometimes. But you got it. Because yeah. he doesn't put you on the strongest list if he didn't think you could make it through, you know? This is true. This is your true. story you gonna be preach. a testimony for somebody else. You better preach. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for real though. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> for our listeners, new and old, I'm Ashley, and I'm Tania, and you're listening to another episode of You I Do, the podcast that is going to get your wedding playlist. All the way together. So, Tania, you know, like, I got a little situation I need you to give me some advice on. Like, how how would you handle this? Mm-hmm. Let me hear it. All right. So, you're not ready for this. So this was on Reddit. This girl, the poster of this, let's call her Denise. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about Denise. Let's talk about what Denise is up to. I don't know if we, like Denise is real. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So Denise was supposed to be in her best friend's wedding. Let's call her best friend Letitia. So it's Denise and Letitia. Okay. So they black. Let's say so. I mean, <laughs> I, I really don't know, but. <laughs> okay. So Letitia was getting married, but Letitia kicked Denise out of her wedding because they got into a disagreement. She felt like, I guess Denise was mentioning comments about maybe hair and makeup and uh Letitia was just like, you're not interested in this wedding at all. Like, you're not, you're disinterested. Like, I don't have time for this. You're out. But one of the things that she was supposed to do as the maid of honor was buy the cake and bring the cake to the wedding, like the wedding cake. But once Letitia kicked her out, Denise was like, Publix, beep, beep, beep. You could cancel that order. I will not be picking it up. Okay, thank you. And went on. Because she's like, I've already spent so much money on this wedding. No, not doing this. So then the new maid of honor goes, tries to pick up the cake. They're like, ain't no cake for you to pick up. Uh, The order got canceled. So then the bride, the bridesmaids, the brides, the like the groom, the, the Denise's sister who also went to the wedding, they're all like, you're wrong. Like you shouldn't have done that. You should have just still like kept the cake there. You should have like, her sister was like, you should have talked to her afterwards about like getting reimbursed for all the stuff you paid for, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, nope. Cause you ain't want me in your wedding. So 
you don't need this cake. So, I mean, they end up having like a cake or whatever. It wasn't as good, but her sister was just like, you didn't have to take that route. So what do you think? Cause the bride was like, the cake was supposed to be a gift. So I don't even, I shouldn't even have to like pay you back for that. Cause that should have been a, like your gift to us. <laughs> this is so ghetto. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Listen, what would Jesus do? Jesus would have not canceled a cake. Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm going to do because I'm going to follow Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, realistically, though, like if you've been, if someone asks you to be their maid of honor to the point where, like, also your sister is attending the wedding. That means that y'all are close. Like y'all got time and years invested in all of that. And so, okay, I don't have to come to your wedding. That is fine. I don't know if I would cancel the cake though. Like if somebody else was just going to pick up the cake, I'd just be like, whatever. Let me just get that situated. Like, tell me who's going to pick it up. I could call Publix and, you know, just have the name change and the card on file. If, you know, that was a thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at it from a point of view of me and you. So for Mm -hmm. example, if we got into an argument, I kicked you out of my wedding. Like (laughs) girl, but you know what? I I don't, I still don't think I would do that to you because like there have been too many years there. Yeah. I'd be upset, but I'm not going to like take that out on your parents. Yeah, of course. You know, of course. But then I would be like, get somebody else to pick it up. (laughs) Get somebody else to, you know... Get somebody else to do it. Exactly, because I'm too upset. Yeah. But you're not canceling the order, though. No, no, I'm not canceling the order because that's not in me. I would feel horrible. Yeah. Because then you may come after me. (laughs) Right. You never know. And folks be holding on to receipts and whatnot. So that could be a civil case. (laughs) Girl, and like, if we best friends, that means like, you know, secrets, you Mm -hmm. know, what needs to be locked away, Mm -hmm. where the bodies are buried, like all the the deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Uh -uh. But you know what? Like, part of me also thinks that this was one of those situations where the bride didn't like fully communicate what she wanted in advance, because for the maid of honor to be like, I spent all this money on the wedding, blah, 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 blah. Nobody said anything about paying me back. I feel like there wasn't a conversation there about like, this is what I want. This, like, I am going to pay for this, or I want you to cover this, but I'll get you back here or none of that. So she's just like, yeah, I'll be your maid of honor. And the friend's like, yeah, I want you there. But they're, but they're not like, they didn't, they didn't have them big girl conversations. So now, because yeah. y'all just like, I feel like the type of friends that kick out, kick their maid of honor out of their like wedding, there was something with that friendship the whole time. Like that yeah. friendship was never right. Y'all exactly. just probably like skip past it because I can't even think of a scenario that would be like, out of all these years and all this time invested with this person, I want nothing to do with you, like moving forward. I don't even want you there by me 
on like the happiest day of my life. Like, mm-mm. they both in the wrong. The bride and the bride and the maid of honor, Denise and Letitia, they both mess. I agree. Good. We're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all are gonna really enjoy this episode. We talk all things music and we talk to the wonderful DJ Artistic. And if you don't know who he is, he, what are you doing? Right. Like mm-hmm. he's done so much. Like he's done your favorite celebrities birthday party, your favorite celebrities wedding, your favorite celebrities like work parties like if you are in the LA area you know him and if you went to FAMU you know him I feel like he's the type of person the type of like the stuff that he has to himself is like that's the type of I guess like celebrity Ed has always said like if he was a celebrity that's the type he'd be want to be where like your average person <laughs> may not know who you are just like walking casually down the street but like folks yeah. that know you know you know like, you uh-huh yeah yeah but yeah yeah so, like, yeah so i feel like that's who dj artistic is yeah and y'all just gonna like soak this episode on up y'all been asking us mm-hmm. several times like what song should we play what song would you recommend well in this episode we give it all to you. Yeah. And this episode was so good. We had to break it up in two parts. Yes. So today you're going to hear about like the first half of the wedding. And then you got to come back for next week to hear the rest. Because child, he had us thinking outside the box. You just got to listen. You just got to listen. Enjoy. a very special guest with us today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, what's going on? My name is Ron Turner, also known as DJ Artistic. I'm a DJ based in Los Angeles, California. I've been DJing at this point for about 15, almost 16 years, and I started doing weddings back in 2009, so I've been doing those for about 13 years. Oh, nice. How'd you yeah. get into this? As far as DJing as a whole or weddings? DJing itself... Both. Yeah, the DJing itself, the uh, the shortest answer I can say is that I've always been in the, in the music. I used to be a rapper back when I was a kid, and then I was a producer when I was in college. And then in college, it was a case of me just being the one who had all the music. So I wasn't really trying to be a DJ, but then we would have house parties. I went to FAMU, so me being at FAMU, but being from L.A., born and raised, they didn't really play too much West Coast music in the mid 2000s because that was like our worst period ever. So, but even with that, we had enough that we we enjoyed playing. So I would just do house parties. I was just all like LA and Bay Area music when the Bay Area had hyphy. So it just started with me just playing from my laptop. But then when we had these parties and girls from New Orleans and from Florida and New York and Chicago would come, I had to learn how to play their music as well. So from there, I was like, all right, I guess I have to learn everybody's music. And then people would ask me how much would I charge to do their small house party or their small like sorority interest meeting. And I would do it for 20 and $30, just bringing the laptop and speakers. So it started with that. And then I said, all right, well, let me 
use my internship money to actually buy some equipment. So I invested in that. I had about 80 bucks left for like, you know, for good. I didn't have a full-time job or a part-time job. So went on Facebook, started hitting up different groups, like hired me for your event. I'll do it for 50, 60, whatever you have. And because that's the only way I can eat at this point. So that's really how I got my start back when I was at FAMU. Wow. That's what's up. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, we should have got you back then. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's when music was good. Not to say music yeah. ain't good now, but. No, that's, that's when it, when it, it was, was really the peak good. of that. All the stuff that we call HBCU classics now was brand new. So Wipe Me Down was brand new and geeked mm-hmm. up and. Nuck if you buck was like two, three years old, so all those songs were still like fresh. So Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what time were you in college? Because I'm thinking, okay, we're all probably around the same age. Yeah, like uh, I finished two thousand eight, so Okay. And that okay. 0- okay. 07, 08, that's when I was really I really just started. So that's not mm-hmm. that's when the South just really, really took all the way over, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a time. It was, it was, time. It was. We had a time. Yeah. <laughs> we did, we did. People we still we still party. We still dance at, at parties. It wasn't just about. We didn't. We had yeah. cell phones, but we didn't even have video cameras on. We didn't have social media like that. Yeah, so we didn't have any of that. We were actually crazy. partying. It's yeah. crazy exactly. to think that like we didn't have none of that. But I mean, I had a digital camera. I was bringing to the club. Yeah, we like... actually brought digital cameras to the club. <laughs> if you didn't have a, if your SD drive or your, your little, if your little hard drive or whatever you had on there was filled up, you just you were out of luck. That was yeah. it, right? Yeah. And like that moment. Yeah. If it if if it didn't get captured, it just didn't get captured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how it was. So. Yeah, because we got away with a lot days. back then, though. These days, you could not, you know. There's too much access things. now. Yeah, yeah. Back then, yeah, those were yeah. definitely the days. It was, it was for sure. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. how did you get into weddings? Like, because that's a whole different space to DJ for. It is. Um, it's where I remember. Like, I can remember almost every wedding I ever went to, even going back into the '90s when I was a kid. I think the first wedding I was in, I was like three back in the 80s. It was like my uncle's wedding. I was the the ring ring bearer, something like that. So mm-hmm. um, I think as an adult, the first wedding I went to was 2008 or early 2009. And I was like my first time going as an adult, probably my first time since high school, I would say, because my... I know my cousin, uh, I remember they got married in like 2000. And then yeah, I remember going to that wedding in 08, 09. And mm-hmm. I remember just going and just kind of like, it was everything I remembered it being as far as the music and everything that I would have predicted. Like it was love songs during the ceremony that were more slow. It was during the cocktail reception. It was kind of like mid-tempo where you can kind of two-step, but you're not really making them dance. And then dinner mm-hmm. was a mixture of kind of slow jams and mid-tempo songs. And then... When the party started, it was like, I could tell that they were trying to like make the older folks tired quick. So like all the line dances back to back. <laughs> then it was like, once the older folks started leaving, it was like, okay, we're getting newer and newer. And it was all still clean and edited music. But I remember just that one wagon I went to like, okay, so if I, if I have to do a wagon, I'm pretty much good to go. So the first wagon I got asked to do was, I'm still friends with them to this day, uh, Jerron and Crystal, they got married. They're a little bit older than me. They might have been like six years older than me at that time. So they might have been right around right around 30, I think. And mm. they're uh, friends of like my mentor, DJ Damu Bashidi uh, Evans. Basically, that was like my mentor at the time. And he was their friend. So he didn't want to have to actually DJ. He wanted to, to go into his party. So he was <laughs> yeah. like, 
know you're down a DJ. So it was my first time. I remember meeting with them. And even though I told them, like, I've never done a wagon before, but I've done parties. They heard me do lounges and stuff. They trusted me. They're like, okay, it sounds like you know what to do. And I remember we met at maybe Fridays or something. And I remember at one point when uh, the bride told him, Crystal told him, like, go to the bathroom real quick. And he went to the bathroom. She was like, okay. So he has a no, like, he loves John Legend so high, but I hate that song. But he wants me to come down the aisle to it. So just to, just to surprise him on the email spreadsheet, I'm going to write down whatever song that, that he thinks that I'm going to come out to. But I want you to remember to play so high. So remember that right now. It's not going to be on the spreadsheet, but remember to play that when I come out. So I remember uh, playing it when she came out and he was just shocked, like, oh, wow, like they, they, they tricked me. So I remember that moment, Aww. too. So that was my first wedding that was out there and all the way out in like uh, Simi Valley, California, like outside of L.A., where it was they had the whole kind of a ranch rented out. So for me, I've always been into that music that's a little bit ahead of my time anyway. So I remember them mm-hmm. being hyped to the new Jack Swing and everything and just the whole flow of it. Like looking back, of course, it was like small mistakes I made that weren't nothing major, but it was just a learning experience overall. But they were they were very accommodating. I actually stayed there on the property overnight too. So that was my first time doing a wagon. Then I remember doing maybe one or two that year. I did my my best female friend's wagon that same summer too. They've been married at this point 13 years as well. So they're like my age. They all went to FAMU with me. So even then it was like looking back, it was just a lot of small mistakes I made that I wouldn't make at this point. I didn't really have the microphone confidence and skills yet. So I used to always hire an MC to rock with me. I had my boy DJ Quest rock the mic at that wagon with me. So that was my first year doing wagons though, summer 09. And you just kept growing ever since. Did yeah. you take the Facebook yeah, route yeah. of like putting it out there like, hey, I do weddings now too? Like <laughs> Back then I probably would advertise like, yeah, like if you want me for whatever it is, birthdays, weddings. At this point, like I purposely don't really advertise in the method of Hire me for your wedding. It's more so if you see everything else I'm doing. Most of my wedding inquiries come with them saying, I don't know if you do weddings because people just assume that if I do a lot of like celebrity events or big events that I might not do weddings. But it kind of helps with the appeal at the same time, too, because a lot of times people kind of almost typecast you. That's a wedding DJ. That's a club DJ. That's an event DJ. That's a celebrity DJ. And with me, I'll post it on my stories that I do weddings, but it's not that many weddings that I'll really post like saying that I did this wedding. Like, of course, when I did Easter Ray's wedding last year, I posted about doing that one. But it's like overall, I think people do almost prefer that you don't appear to be a wedding DJ in a typecasted type way, because unfortunately, there's like a, a connotation against wedding DJs, which it shouldn't be. But at this point, a lot of folks see wedding DJs as being the ones who can't really rock a crowd in the same way as a club DJ. And it really should be the same because it's the same type of um, overall skill set. Yeah, I noticed that when like, so I got married in 2020, but we started planning in 2019 and just researching at first, I was like, I want a club DJ. Cause in my mind, I'm like Mm. the vibe I wanted, I wanted to feel more like a club, you know, like the kind of the, you know, it's just that energy that you get. Whereas we had been to like weddings where DJs were (laughs) not it. And it's like, I mean, Tania and I talk about this all the time of like, going to a wedding where either the DJ plays the same song over and over or the DJ doesn't know how to like read the room. Like I remember we went to this one wedding where, and if you're listening to this, this is no shade to you. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully. <laughs> but like yeah. um, the 
somebody like dropped glass, like uh, their drink on the floor and it shattered. Everybody was on the dance floor because I think they had built it up with like the lines and stuff like that, like you're mentioning. Yeah. But once they cleared the floor to like clean the floor, nobody came back. And like, it just, mm. I was like, oh no. Because like, to me, this is the moment we're all waiting for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that whole feeling of like everybody together, just having a good time. And it's like, it was over. I mean, there were a few folks that came back to the dance floor after that, but it was not on the same level as it was prior to the guy like dropping his drink. Was so, it because yeah. the DJ didn't play the right music to get him back or just the vibe was just oh, killed or what, what was it exactly? I think it was both. So it was one of those DJs that like was trying, I think, to rely a little too heavy on like the line dances. But then at that point... Oh. We've already wobbled. We've already cha-cha slide and, you know, all those things. So now what? And this is like three, four years ago, I think, at this point. So it's not like we could go to like Beyonce or something and then that'll just be like an easy fix for some. Um, and, and I think all, uh, we had already done like the Before I Let Go Homecoming <laughs> version. Okay. So like okay. we'd already checked a lot of those boxes early. And so... And I think because the couple didn't make their way back to the dance floor, people kept pulling them around, that everybody else lost interest uh, as well. But yeah, yeah, that I know for both of us, like wedding DJs were so important. Like in terms of all the vendors to get, it was like the DJ yeah. had to come correct, had to be good because yeah. this is one of the moments we were definitely waiting for. Uh, we wanted a party. So mm -hmm. understood, understood. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone wants that. So, you know, you want to make sure that your DJ knows what to do and how to do it without much direction as well. Yeah, that is yeah. a good point. Yeah, I was talking you don't want to all the friends coming up to the DJ, play this, play this, you know, because I'm pretty sure that's annoying to the DJ as well. So, no, for you know. sure, for sure. <laughs> it, it could definitely be, definitely be a hassle. I mean, Cause I feel like the thing is, every single couple is different. Every single crowd is different. So it's one of those things where when people ask, "Do I like doing weddings?" I'm like, to me, it's kind of a hard thing to answer because it's such a broad thing. But overall, I always say I do enjoy them. Like, of course, there's the high pressure of it being a wedding, and it's where at a club if the music cuts off, everybody is drunk. They don't really care. They'll forget about it ten minutes later if they even notice it at the time. But at a wedding, if it cuts off at the wrong time, I don't remember that in 50 years. Like if it, if it cuts off at the incorrect time, like especially if it's during a first dance or when the bride's walking down, like that's one of the biggest fears. So no matter how perfect everything is, no matter how updated my drivers are, no matter how brand new my laptop and mixer are, it's still that underlying fear. If everything is perfect, I'm still just like, please do not cut off at this point or please let this be the correct version of it or, you know, because it's, it's been times where I've done weddings and they gave me a list of songs. It might have been the song for the bride to come out to. I remember I played the song and somebody's uncle ran up to me, that's the wrong song, yelling. And I'm sitting there like, in a way I'm panicking, but I'm like, relaxed. Like, let me just make sure if it's wrong, I'll change it. And I look and I point and I say, that's not the wrong song, that's the right song. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. And the bride walked out and she was calm. So obviously it was the right one. So I gave him a look without saying anything. I gave him a look like, if you don't get the, the out of my face, don't you ever scare me like that. Don't you ever make me feel like I'm messing up because right. that would be the worst thing ever. Like, 
they could damn near not want to pay me after something like that. So that's the thing too. A lot of times with weddings you deal with other people, like the couple might be good with something, but it might be an auntie, uncle, cousin, best friend who claims you're doing the wrong thing. But it's like overall, it, it's just a lot of variables. I feel like I've had a wide range of amazing experiences, but there was not a single issue. Even even some of the best ones, you still have small things because it's just a variety of people. And it's like, you have to really think of it outside of yourself. It's not really on you because there's no wedding where every single person there is in sync with each other because it's always going to be a grandma who wants to hear this while the uncle wants this or the, the best friend, the, you know, the maid of honor wants something different from what the best man wants. So it's always... Even outside of yourself, you have to realize that there's so many different variables. All we can do is just do our best to manage it and have control. And that just comes with experience and just having the confidence of no matter how much people might be coming at you or people might not agree with each other. Like, I have control of this. I have it. I got it. Like, I don't care if y'all don't like this song. Y'all are going to vibe. Like, I always jokingly tell people, if you don't know this song, Shazam it. Or if you don't like this yeah. format of music, that's fine. They do. You see them dancing. Right. If you don't like it, I don't really care right now. Go to the bathroom, go get a drink, go <laughs> take pictures. Like, like it's impossible to please every single person the entire time unless they're all the exact same age from the exact same city. Otherwise, it's yeah. virtually impossible to please everybody because even the biggest songs, it's somebody who doesn't like Before I Let Go. It's somebody who doesn't like The Wobble. Yeah. So it's like it's impossible to please every single person. So and with weddings, is this you have to realize that it's just about having control of it and it's kind of like having the personality where you let them know, like, like I might not even like a certain song, but it's not about me. It's about what the crowd wants. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you feel about before we go into this or that? How do you feel about like requests? Because yeah. I realize that it could be rude, but I've definitely gone to a wedding and requested a song because I was hey, like, yeah. I don't like what's wedding. being played. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even at yeah. your wedding, you were like, go tell him to play this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the I thing, yeah. good, but still. Uh-huh. I mean, the thing about requests is like, a lot of DJs do hate requests. To me, I hate demands. I hate when a request is like, you have to play it right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, as a whole, I don't mind requests because the thing is, I like being a DJ is the closest thing to being a psychic slash uh someone who has the right to stereotype the crowd like i stereotype crowds based on how they're dressed on how they look on their hairstyles i do stereotype because you have to that's the only reason to really know what they want if they haven't already told you but it's like as a whole i don't mind them because it's it's times where a request can be from somebody who that's like whether it's the bride or a friend they know the crowd better than you unless it's my actual best friends it's like they might ask for a song that i would never in life think to play because they might be from Chicago. They might be 23 or they might be 45 where it's that one song that they know that I wouldn't even think to play that does work. So it's like, I don't mind them in that case. And because also it's like, it kind of gives you an idea of what the crowd might want. But at the same time, it might be a song that only that one person wants. So it's still up to me to kind of gauge the crowd and see. Like I would say the most frustrating request I had in the last year or two, it was probably a, a wedding I did last year where um, I was playing for a, a dancer and like everything that I was playing was all upbeat. If you know anything about BPM, 100, 110 BPM, just upbeat music. Like yeah. 100 BPM is blow the whistle and the motto and chopper style. 110 BPM is Nas, you owe me, cuff it is 114 BPM. They asked for Way Too Sexy, which was Future and Drake, which is 68 BPM. <laughs> and like that song was the hottest song ever Labor Day weekend last year, but I feel like a month or two later, 
it kind of lost its buzz and mm-hmm. it works in the bottle service crowd, but it's not really a dancing party song. It's just that if you love Drake and Future, yeah. you like it. But to me, it didn't really fit that vibe. But one of the dancers who was one of her friends asked for it. And I was like, well, she asked for it. She's a dancer. I'll try it. So I was like, let me purposely drop the BPM just to get to it. And when I played it, not only did it clear the floor, but she didn't dance to it. And that's what made me the most mad is like, <laughs> I don't care if it does clear the floor, I can bring a crowd back. I can reset it. I can kind of make a joke out of it. But if you go sit down, that's what that's what makes me mad about it. It's like, you can't ask for something you sit down. Because right. she probably realized that it didn't fit the vibe. So when she saw everybody else sit down, she probably felt embarrassed. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear this either. But I'm like, you don't want to ask for it. So that's when requests can be obnoxious because it's just like, that's annoying. And then like one one wedding I did a couple years ago, it was where the groom was African-American. The bride was half Jewish, half Ethiopian. So that's basically three different cultures going on. So overall it worked. It's like, and I'm just guiding them. Like, okay, the Jewish crowd was hype and I did the, uh, you know, the kind of bar mitzvah type music and the Jewish type music. Then I would go Ethiopian. The bride told me, here's the seven Ethiopian songs I want. So it's the seven Hobbish songs I played. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they got hyped to those. Now I'm going back African-American slash American slash stuff that everybody knows. But one of the aunts came up to me with a CD. For one, I don't even have a CD player on my laptop. But she's like, play these songs. You got to play these Hobbish songs. Because, look, we're all Ethiopian. We want to hear these. And I was like, look, the bride herself told me to play these seven songs and nothing else. And she was like, yeah, but we're all Ethiopian. We want to hear these. I'm like, that's fine. So get the bride. If you can go distract her from her wedding day to have her come and tell me to play it, I'll play it. And she was like, oh, she told you to only play seven? I'm like, yes, she told me to play seven only. But she was like, all right, well, never mind. Exactly. So go sit down. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, if it's that important, like, she'll come and tell me. So that's when yeah. it gets that's when it gets obnoxious. It's like I don't really mind requests as a whole, but it's more so about realizing you can't just go from here to here. Like it's all about yeah. a journey. So like even if you ask for a good song, like you might ask for say if it's no hands. I'm I'm always gonna play no hands, but if I'm on the cha cha slide at this point, or if I'm on before I let go or poison yeah, or anything yeah. in that that range, or okay. you know, it's like I can't just go directly into no hands. Like yeah. it's gonna be a whole breaking energy. It's like uh, yeah. It's all a method to it. So it's all about kind of like hitting points. It's like you're taking a journey. Like you can't, you're driving from LA to New York. You can't go from LA to Chicago and go back to Seattle, then go to Miami, then New York. It don't make sense. It's like yeah. you're going straight. If it's if it, if it makes sense, if it's on the way, I can go there. So right. that's how I see it. That's a great analogy. It really is. <laughs> that's the way it makes sense to me. So yeah. Oh my. Like, I think of, like, certain time periods or, like, where I was kind of, like, mentally with songs. So I can't yeah. even picture, like, listening to, like, Poison and going to No Hands. Because it's like, yeah. that's not, that's mm-hmm. that's for, like, the mamas and now yeah. we're going to throw ass. Like, how are we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like, at least, like, let that set it happen. Like, whatever songs match up with that, let it go. And then... It's like every once in a while, I can just do a clean break and like, hold up, you know, you're going to take it here. But for the most part, it's, you know, staying where it is to make it make sense because it's like, as you said, like mentally, it's not even the same type of music. But a lot of folks, when it comes to requests, they don't care about what's getting played. It's like my whole yeah. thing I always say is people want to hear what they want to hear when they want to hear it. So like they walk into the party wanting to hear No Hands or, they, or whatever song it is they want to hear. And they don't care where you're at the time. Like, I've done weddings where, like, one of the most hype weddings I did, it was definitely a hype crowd, great crowd, but I remember, like, it was probably dinner time, like, actually, it wasn't dinner, it was, like, salad time before dinner even came out, 
And I was playing, you know, chill R&B. And one girl was like, you got to play some Future. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, it's <laughs> salad. It's not even, you don't even have, it's, it's, there's no, you don't even have a, a chicken or a, a salmon or tofu, no whatever you're going to eat. Yeah. There's no entree yet, let alone dessert. Like, it's like, it wouldn't even make sense. And it's like, also, it's about pacing because if I if I play future even at dinner time or even right after dinner, it's still like if you go that hard that early, like where are you gonna go in an hour or two? It's like exactly. it's all about yeah. pacing the whole night. So it's like mm-hmm. it's all about pacing it. So a lot of folks are always so anxious to turn up, turn up. But in some cases, I've been to weddings or parties where they are going super hype at that time, but it's like they're tired an hour later, especially if it's a thirty and up crowd. Like they right. can't go yeah. that hard for that long. So <laughs> it's all yeah, about pacing it. We're all in bed by like twelve thirty. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. We, can't, we yeah. can't do like how we used yeah. to. Even if we do still like go out or like you know mm-hmm. try to relive those days, we can't. We're not in college yeah. anymore. We're not in our twenties anymore. And if we yeah. do, it takes us yeah. a minute to recover. Right. It does. It does. <laughs> Down it's every next day, like you hurting that Monday off. Yeah. Yeah, you hurting. You hurting the rest of the weekend. So that's how it ends up being. Exactly. Well, okay. Now we're going to move into this or that, which is a game we play every single week. You pick between one option or the other and explain why. So, well, because you're our guest, we'll let you go first. So easy one to start. Do you prefer playing the edited version of a song or the explicit version? And this means that there's like going to be edited the whole night or explicit the whole night. No back and forth. At a wedding itself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for a wedding, definitely edit it. Like, I just feel weird playing explicit when it's kids or older adults there. Even if the older adults cuss, it's like they'll cuss at you to turn off that mother effing cussing. It's like that's how old folks are. Is this like it just hits them harder, especially with certain songs. Like, especially because like a lot of explicit stuff is not just uh, like you know the PG thirteen words like "Don't Stop, Pop That P" or you know or "I Don't Give a F." Is this certain songs? Is just like it's too explicit to really to really go back from. So I would say edit it for sure. Edit it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you sighing? (laughs) Because okay, so for example. At our wedding, right, like he, I'm guessing like the communication was blurred. I have oh, no yeah. idea. And so he I started know. playing oh. an edit and Brandon was like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because our church people, like pastors mm, here. Yeah, pastors still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, he's thing. a really, really good DJ. But, you know, like they went to college together. So, you know, like they like real tight. So he's thinking like, oh, we about to turn up. But yeah. he was like, hold up. No, not yet. <laughs> so, so, yeah, definitely edit it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I get it. I, get it. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm on the same page, even though I will say there actually are some edited songs that I kind of like more than the explicit one. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jaquan's Tipsy. <laughs> yeah yeah that's real I pre- everybody I in the club that. sounds better exactly and i will <laughs> yeah. be honest it was probably 2019 when i heard the actual unedited version and it came across yeah. like i was headed to work it came on spotify and i was like wow. i'm sorry what <laughs> yeah a lot of songs especially those like 90s 2000 songs like the edited ones it's it just feels better. It's just like a lot of times they, yeah. they they're more creative with it and even like i love the fact that beyonce's whole album like the clean version she actually has like clean versions where she's saying different words versus just like, I hate the blank 
the black ones. Yeah. I, like, oh, yeah. I would have hated cuffing if it was just like, we going to up tonight. Like, it would have just right. not had the same feel as we going to run up tonight. Like, it just feels mm-hmm. better. So it's like, yeah. so it's, it's always best when it's edited in that sense versus when it's just like the blank or the reverse. I hate the reverse the, the most. Oh, yeah. I hate I those. Heard- we haven't heard that much. I don't think of Mm-mm. reverse in a while, but like yeah. back in the day where it was the yeah, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. all this ish. Like we used to say ish is a joke because of that. So yeah, <laughs> some people yeah. are still saying ish though. Yeah, it, it's funny to say just because of it. Yeah. I'm still saying it. Yeah, it's still funny to say. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so round two. Would you prefer to have an Afrobeat segment or go go segment? Afrobeats. Right now is what dance hall was twenty years ago, and it's even what upbeat R and B was before. Because it's like there's not enough upbeat R and B to play that has that that kind of bright, kind of major key type vibe. So Afrobeats plus Afrobeats just has even though it's a much I'm not gonna say it's a new genre because Afrobeats of course has been around forever, and even Afrobeats in the Afro pop form, if you want to call it that way. Even in the last six, seven years, it's just given us so many songs. So it's like, overall, I feel like, like Go-Go is only going to work if the crowd is from D.C. or from HBCU, and more so a Northeast HBCU, Morgan State, Howard Hampton, mm-hmm. A&T, because a fam you, of course, the people who, who roll with D.C. people know it, but it was the D.C. Uh, Go-Go doesn't translate as much I'll also say that I only like pocket go-go. I only like bounce beat go-go, which is like the more modern go-go. Mm-hmm. Like all my favorite go-go is all from the 80s up to like mid, late 2000s. I don't like the last 10 years of like the bounce beat because it's just, chun, 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 chun. It's, just it's kind of mimicking what trap is as far as the mm-hmm. tempo goes. But mm-hmm. like I love the sardines to overnight scenario, the sexy lady to the um bop bop. But I would say uh, the, the most energy that I'll get is if there's a crowd who really does love go-go. Because Afrobeats, as great as it is, like, I mean, yeah, it depends on if it's a real Afrobeats crowd, of course, they'll get hyped. But I feel like a true go-go crowd that's not expecting to hear it is going to get so hyped because especially if you're playing it in a L.A. or a place that, that's so far from home that they're not expecting to hear it, like, they get extra hyped to it. So with the right crowd, of course, go-go. But I'm going to say Afrobeats just translates to more crowds. Okay. Same. Same. Afrobeats. <laughs> I mean, for yeah. one, I'm part African, you know, you know so. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Makes sense then. But yeah, yeah. Um, but then also, I mean, like, I wasn't really introduced to go-go music until Wale. Because, like, Wale, okay, like, okay. you know, even though, like, that's not his whole, you know, like, catalog or whatever, but, like, he yeah. introduced it that way. So that's how I was introduced to it. Because um, I'm not sense. in that area, you know. I, yeah. I mean, I was raised here in Georgia, so you know. Mm. But, but anyways, but that's my reasoning behind. Yeah, I will say I don't know because I'm be honest with you. Oh no, I'll say go go. I'll say go go. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm saying go go is because of EU the butt. That's well, yeah, the butt. Yeah, the butt is this top top ten classic. Black. So I didn't realize that, that was a go go mm-hmm. song. Yeah, that's one of the like first. That's probably the first big big hit. Like, they said on the hook. I mean, on the verse, like just rocking to the go go beat. Mm-hmm. So it's like go go does sound different. That late eighties period, a lot of songs were influenced by go go. Even like Song Pepper and like King Play had some go go type songs in that period that mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't realize were go go till you listen to it. And even like the Wobble has a little go go influence to it. 
I could hear that. Interesting. So yeah. maybe I just need to, you know, like read up on the history of Go-Go because I did not know that all those songs were, you know, like have a Go-Go influence. Mm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's, yeah. Are you, yeah. do you listen to Isaac Curry? Curry? Mm-hmm. Okay. Artists, he yeah. has some like Go-Go, like gospel mm. songs. Interesting. Yeah. I can't remember what album. But there's this one song, I think, like, put your one hand up or put your hand up, something like that. Mm-hmm. But the beat oh. is, like, super, super go-go. Like, it feels like new go-go. But also, gotcha. hold yeah. up, while we're while we're talking about go-go real quick before we go to the next one. Is this in my head or is Gold Link's crew, is that go-go or does that have some go-go-ish? So the main song, the main regular song is not at all go-go, but they do have a go-go remix to it. So there's a go-go version of it that is straight up like bounce beat kind of like modern go-go but the regular song is not though the regular one is just more so hold up hold up maybe i just don't know the definition of (laughs) go-go yeah yeah like like go-go like i would say so like the beyonce crazy in love and freakum dress and amory one thing those are go-go influenced because they're produced by rich harrison who's from dc but they're still i still wouldn't call them go-go like jill scott is love is more more directly go-go than those are but crazy love has kind of a go-go influence to it because the producer came from from there but that's some of the gotcha. songs that do have a go-go influence like aside from those like even kirk franklin has a couple that have a little bit of a go-go feel to it mm. okay yeah do your research Sneha. All right. <laughs> yeah i will i will because like i feel like yeah. i'm being introduced to a whole new world <laughs> once, you get in, once you get into it it is though yeah okay so round yeah. three Say this is for like a first dance. Would yeah. you go with All My Life by Casey and JoJo or By Your Side by Sade? Personally, I would go Sade. Like, I feel like All My Life is one of those songs that's just like, it's a classic for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too sanitized for me personally. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too saccharine. It's kind of like a little bit too like, I don't like calling stuff commercial, but I'll just say as a Jodeci fan, most actual Jodeci fans prefer Jodeci songs over that one. Like, we love Forever My Lady way, way, way more than, like, all my life. So I would say by my side, um, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Although I do like all my life, it's just that when it first came out, that's all they played. And so I kind of got tired of it. Yes, yes. I kind of got tired of it. And so... Definitely, definitely some Sade. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, final round. What about you? You didn't answer that one. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Yeah, I about to say, you just skipped right on over. Oh, no, no. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, by your side as well for the same reason Tania said. Actually, both of y'all said. I mean, it was that song, I feel like, what was that, 1998? It just. Yeah, 98, 99. Yeah. 98. It was 98. Yeah. Yeah. It just like. They played the mess out of that song. They where really I did. felt like I could I didn't ever have to hear that song again. Um, but you knew all yeah. the words. Every, like you knew it. Yeah. Yes, every, every single, single word. word. But yeah. yeah, absolutely not. Okay. Would you prefer to have a cover band or like an actual person to come in and sing like a song or two or three? Uh as far as the actual artist who's like the established artist who sang and performed those songs, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely say if I can have the actual artists like perform it, because um, of course that means the budget is going to be 
thirty thousand just for that versus a thousand or two thousand for cover band. But if I could have like the actual singer, like I know Guapale performed at my manager's wedding. I know um, Major just sang it. My friend Nicole and Brandon's wedding last month. He did uh, "This Is Why I Love You." So if you could have the actual artist sing it, and even if it's not the actual artist, but it, like, because to me, a cover band. Of course, cover bands are going to remind you of Wedding Crashers or of um, any of those like white uh, romantic rom-coms. Like cover band has that connotation of just being being like nowhere near what the real song is supposed to sound like. So mm-hmm. I have heard some cover bands who are great, who can even make the song sound better than the original. But I feel like nothing's going to top like having the actual singer there. Yeah, honestly, I feel the same way. Um, a lot of the cover bands that I have seen. Like the lead singer, they can sing, but not really. And honestly, they <laughs> no shade to anyone, but I just haven't seen you know the right cover band to do any song justice. Now, let me just say it has to be the right singer for one. But in this case, I would definitely want the original okay. um, artist to come and sing at the wedding, just because there's nothing like hearing the original artist sing live. Like, that's why I love going to concerts so much because it's like, it's like, it's just different. And like the feeling is different. But then also because it's my wedding, I want to party. So I'm going to want the DJ to like take over, you know, so if they can just do a couple songs, Mm -hmm. great. And then the DJ, you know, will come through and yeah, do their thing. So take the risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll just say cover band because I'm cheap. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. It's expensive. So Yeah. Yeah, I forgot who we looked up at one point, uh, but they were not cheap just to oh. even come in just for a little bit. I can't remember who it is. I'm gonna have to dig in. Grits and is it jelly butter? Hold up, maybe yes, grits yes. and jelly butter. Yes, that's the name. Yes, okay, grits so and it's jelly a, butter. There it's you a go. cover band, okay, that yeah is um, I think they're mostly just in like Atlanta or like the metro area, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, but they're really good. They're good. Yeah, okay. I did yeah. look them up at one point. Their um, manager was just like not great at responding. Mm, so. Okay, okay, understood. And if you take that out, it's up to you. I don't care, Tania. Um, Keep it but- in. Let, let, let them know. <laughs> <laughs> but also, that was 2019, yeah. so I don't know if you know things yeah. have changed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, so let's get into this good wedding music conversation. Cause I'm already loving where everything is headed. Like, yes. you know, so much, I don't even think about like BPM or tempo. I, in my mind, I'm just vibes, vibes only. Yeah. I, I just want it. everyone yeah. to have a good time, but not everybody's like that. Some people are really like, I need somebody to tell me what song should I play? Cause yeah. Yeah. I got absolutely nothing. Um, but to me, I'm like, music is such a personal piece of the wedding. Like, why would you just spin the wheel and, you know, mm-hmm. pick a song? But anywho. So yeah. we're going to just like go through different wedding moments, talk about popular songs, go through all the things, underrated moments, all that. And we're just here for all your expertise, all your knowledge. Anything you say is like we are taking it as truth, as word, because, again, this is your space. 
we are just fans of yeah. music. <laughs> so the first thing for, I guess, like the guests to experience on the wedding is like the processional, I guess, right? Or like the music leading up to the processional. So while you're just sitting yeah. there and waiting, what would you recommend there? Like just in general, say it's like standard millennial mid 30s black bride marrying a black husband no yeah. idea just want something soft kind of nice kind of going into the wedding where would you just go yeah generally with, with that it could be a variation but for the most part I, I prefer just playing those like classic love songs like one rule i have for weddings period all the way up until dancing starts, I don't play anything that's a breakup song or even anything that's like that alludes to a one night stand or anything that's not romantic. Like it can be anything from like a crush song, like having a crush on somebody to a romantic being in love, anything in between there. Not even like a, um, cause even like one song that I love is, is an album cut is a black street, uh, let's stay in love. It starts off with them saying something like, even though we had bad times. So even stuff that, mentions anything negative nothing like that so as far as just those like those classics like the case happily ever after the tamia eric benet spend my life with you like daniel caesar has a couple of new ones that can work also i don't like to play anything that's too sexual especially during ceremony dinner time it can be a little bit more testy but usually when it's like ceremony build up especially because it's a pastor there most likely or it might even be at a church or something like that. So just those classic type like love, love songs. So just looking at my list of what I play, it could be like the yeah, Jesse Powell, Rest in Peace, You. It can be like a, um, it could be like a Brian McKnight, Everything I Do. Usually I don't play the super sing-alongs as much then. So even the more vibey, like the what is my favorite movie ever. So like the Luther, If This World Were Mine with Cheryl Lynn, it could be like, and usually the ones that are a little bit more known i might throw a couple that aren't as well known but the ones that are a little bit more familiar so i, I kind of keep those those in there and usually i save the ones that might be a similar tempo but they're more sing-alongs for like dinner time because they can sing those more so we, we can get to that in a minute but more so the ones that people people can still kind of sing along and vibe to but they're not gonna stand up screaming it like i don't want i don't want to get too hype it's more so purposely kind of getting them emotional at that point okay. just kind of setting the tone and Usually nothing that's too up, upbeat. So like the most upbeat song I might play could be possibly like Anita Sweet Love. And even those I'm usually going to say like 112 Cupid is a little bit more mid-tempo. So I could play that, but I still might save that for, for dinner time. So it's kind of like those real slow jams that are more so like vibes. Like even the LTD Love Ballad for a throwback type of song. Um just those that are just really, really like the romantic, like classics. I like how you said that you actually pay attention to the lyrics because. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. I think about that. Like, mm -hmm. some people, you know, some songs are like good songs on paper or you hear it rather, but then you look at the lyrics and it's like, that is actually a breakup song or. Mm -hmm. That actually has nothing to do with like why why are you playing that at a wedding? Yeah, um, it's a lot of those because like because I even like I'll say in my second and third wedding it didn't hit me till I was playing the song I was playing um, Bootsy uh, I'd rather be with you and like on mm -hmm. surface I I was thinking of it like I'd rather be with you than to be single but then when I really, really listened I'm like at the end he's saying maybe the next time meaning he has somebody but uh -huh. so maybe the next time when 
if he's single, he can choose you. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not that's not appropriate. So, of course, like the ones that you always think like Earth, Wind, and Fire reasons, like even Philip Bailey said that he was shocked to hear that that was a classic wagon song. That's just about one night stand. And then like Shaka Khan's sweet thing, of course, she's saying, I wish you were my lover, but you act so undercover. Or even like a guy, piece of my love, he's saying, I'm not totally free. I can't tell you everything that's going on. So it's like a lot of these songs just have those, even like the Shanti on Baby Baby, even though, though you're not just mine. Like it's just, it might just be that one line in the whole song that lets you know it's not really about a monogamous relationship that's positive. It's like it's somebody being a side something. Even a lot of SWV songs kind of allude to being like a side chick, side piece type thing. So, Dang. Yeah. You done yeah. messed up a whole bunch of folks' wedding <laughs> lists right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hold up. My cousin asked me to play Pretty Wings at her wedding, like, when no. it was brand new. And I was like, yeah. Pretty Wings is like your wings so you can fly away. Like, that's, that's him being gentle and saying, get out of my life. And yeah. she was like, oh, no, don't play that. So, yeah. yeah. At the last wedding I went to, I knew that the DJ was going to play some things that uh, that shouldn't have been played when he played Trey songs, Miss Cecilia Girl, during... <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Like, I, like, as they were, like, coming down the aisle, and I was like, what? Oh, no, no, no. No, this no. is not, this is not, like, I mean, granted, no. it was, like, the instrumental, but I was like, but no, still, still people know yeah. the song. It, this is yeah. not, this is not the time and the place to play. It's not. This is still your girl. It's not. Like, I would say, like, just, like, depending on the personality of the couple, like, one of my boys did come down to our rapping uh, international players anthem, that Andre verse. And it's like, technically, like, just the lyrics alone do not really match what she would want to play for a wedding. Don't right. do it, we consider it, but it's like, if you know their personality and it, that song represents your, you know, our era, basically. It worked because of the personality, but it's like, technically, like, the lyrics would make me not want to play it, but it's like, for certain for certain people, it just works because it just fits their personality, so. I mean, that yeah. song gets played a lot, especially yeah. these days. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like, it's like an anthem. I mean, it's like Swag Surf. Yeah. Like, that's like, I mean, yeah. you automatically know that that song can get played at a wedding, so. Yeah, I mean, easy. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a wedding classic. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the videos at a wedding, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly that. Yeah. Ooh, that just threw me off, though, because I... Did we have that? I think we had that. Probably so. Was played. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. For my processional song, I played uh, the PJ Morton and India Irie song. Actually, it's a Robert Glasper song, but PJ Morton and India Irie are on it, and it's called Forever. So that's oh, Robert Glasper. Okay. Is it from one of those black, was it black radio albums? Do you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So then what did we walk into? Because it was a different song. Yeah. So for some odd reason, y'all were coming into, because y'all walked in behind my parents mm-hmm. and them. And so um, This Is The Day by Fred Hammond was actually playing. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was and, a Fred Hammond song, but. Yeah. But then he cut it off too late. And so he was actually supposed to, you know, start the PJ Morton and NGRE song prior to yeah, y'all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's all good. It's all good. Okay. It worked out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So for the bride, no, before the bride, we'll say the groom. And for those listening, I we do realize that not every couple is a heterosexual couple. For yeah. this example, we are pretending this hypothetical yeah. couple is so 
for the groom walking into the ceremony. He got, you know, like a little swagger to him. He's feeling himself. What type of song would you suggest he enter into? Because I feel like that's becoming now a moment, like a song. Yeah, it's starting to change up because like, the last even four or five years, weddings like for our generation are really starting to just become our own thing. Like it's not the traditional mm-hmm. stuff. So I've seen grooms come out to like mystical, here I go. <laughs> I've seen grooms come out to like the instrumental to Jay-Z, allow me to reintroduce myself. Like, so I would say it just it definitely depends on where they're from, their exact age, but uh, anything that's like kind of an upbeat, vibey, um, you know, rap type song, like, it could be Jay Jay Z Rock Boys. It could be, um, or even the Rollers back. It could be um, what what's something that, as you say, like like a swaggy type groom. I would say if it, if it's on some old school, it could even be a James Brown type beat. A lot of James Brown type songs. It's kind of had that kind of like funk, that kind of feel to it that'll appeal to the older heads. If it's yeah. for a newer school song, it could be. As a joke, it could be way too sexy. Future Drake, just as a joke, like him saying, "I'm, yeah. I'm sexy." You know, it, it could be a lot of stuff could fit. I feel like, but it, to me, it just kind of matches, like you know, whatever matches his vibe and his energy. But I think that those, any of those, could work. I'm trying to think if it's anything else that would that, like, even for me personally, I'm like, what would I come out to? Um, I might come out as a joke to OT Genesis Bay. I look like Bay, like <laughs> just because it's you know something like right. that. Like, like I know I, I look like good. That. Yeah, yeah. Right. Even. Or even Charlie Boy, I look good. You know, I yeah. look fly. I look good. So yeah. something like that could, could work just on some fun, you know. That makes sense. That makes sense. And yeah. um, let's see, what was his song? Super High, I think, by Rick Ross. Okay, yeah, that's a vibe, yeah. Yeah. Him and Neo, yeah. Yeah. Brandon what? came out uh, to Here I Go, to Mystical. Okay, yeah, Here I Go, just yeah. that beat. When that beat comes in, like. Yeah. Like our DJ, he was playing like an R&B slow song or whatever. And then, and then like it switched and like everyone was looking around like, wait, is he yeah. playing the right song? Like, and then yeah. of course my husband popped out and he was, you know, here I go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. That works. Yeah. Yeah. That's an impact song. So I rock with yeah. that. Yeah. That's so, fire to me. I have to see the video for that too. Cause like, mm-hmm. yeah, we haven't, we haven't. Yeah. Um, so next, of course, would mean then the bride is walking down the aisle or, you know, the standard processional, right? Processional. Processional. Yeah. Processional. Yeah. 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 Um, but we'll skip that. So the bride is coming down the aisle and she is feeling not like she's feeling herself, but she's also very like overwhelmed with emotion. Like this might've been the fourth guy that like she was (laughs) hoping she'd get married to, but actually he's the Ooh-wee. actual one that was worth it. Not the fourth guy. <laughs> Look, and maybe she's a hopeless romantic. And so, yeah. you know, she's like, this is her moment. So like, what type of song or songs do you think would work best for like that bride? Whew. I mean, because like, funny enough, the one that popped up in my head quickest was At Last at a James. Because mm-hmm. it's funny because that's, that's a wedding song that's used a lot. But I remember talking to one couple and the bride was like, I don't like that because it means like, finally, you got somebody. That's kind of right. what it alludes to. Like, At Last, like, yeah. you know, took long enough. So some brides don't like it because of that connotation, but it's like yeah. for that. I mean, because I don't think I've ever really had a bride come out to anything that was not more of an emotional song. Like the grooms, I've seen grooms come out to emotional stuff and to like 
funny songs to everything in between. But like every broad I've ever seen come out came out to something that was more of an emotional slow jam. Like, I don't think it's ever been one that didn't come out to something that was like that really set that tone. So it's like for what you describe, I've seen everything from like the Brian McKnight never felt this way. I've seen the Brandy he is. I've seen the uh, even Whitney. I have nothing. That's one of those that could be super emotional. And it's like mm. with that song, it's hard because the best part is three minutes in, like when she goes to that keychain, and so you're not really gonna get that far in it when she's coming out unless it's just a long, long, long walk. But yeah. I've seen that that definitely worked. For a modern run, I've seen like um, her. Her has a song called "My Song," so it's like those can all kind of work because those are all just kind of like more emotional types of songs that are just really kind of like to me. It's like two sides of slow jam. Just the ones that are a little bit more, a little bit more vibey, a little bit more upbeat versus the ones that are really truly emotional where people might even start crying. Because even like to me, like music, love is one of those that's, that can be more emotional, even though people love singing along to it. Like versus like I would say one that's a little bit more upbeat but still kind of a slow jam might be like a halo from beyonce it's not like it's cinematic in a sense but it's a little bit more upbeat like a monica angela mine is definitely more of a mid-tempo one that's like it wouldn't be as emotional to me but y'all say some of those are the ones that are more so on like the emotional side even like uh john legend has a couple like all of me it's emotional but it's a little bit too commercial to me to really hit you in the nerves at that level but yeah I am very unconventional, so I don't think what I did will be anybody's cup of tea. But um, Tania, what did you walk into? Yeah, so I came into Mike Todd, Future Forever. Mike Todd, the pastor? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think he produced it, but Chandler Moore, he was the one who actually sang the song. So I actually had someone to sing the song. And then my brother, he played piano. So... um, I really, really uh-huh. like love that song as soon as it came out, and I like I felt like it fit, and so I walked down the aisle. I got a little teary eyed. I didn't cry, uh-huh. but I got yeah, I didn't cry. Yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. But what's yeah, the song so called that, again? What's it called? Future Forever. I'm like, it's called Future Forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I don't think I've heard it before. Yeah, okay. by Mike Todd. So okay, yeah, okay. definitely look it up. It's not a super popular song, but yeah. I feel like. After this podcast, it probably will be. Right. You're going to blow it up? It's going to blow up now. Yeah. You're going to take it to that level? I'm just playing. Yeah. I'm just playing. That's, how, that's all it takes We're sometimes. We're not there yet. All it takes sometimes. Everybody here, and oh, I like that one too. So Yeah. That's yeah. how it happens sometimes. Yeah. That's true. That's true. What songs you come out to? Okay. So technically, I had two weddings. Um, one in my living room and yeah. one last year, like. Yeah, last Thanksgiving-ish time. For the first wedding, it was... So, Tania's brother mixed me Albie Sure's Night and Day with Meg Thee Stallion's Big O' Freak. Okay. But just, it was the music more so from Big O' Freak into kind of Night and Day. Mm-hmm. The lyrics from that, the vocals mm-hmm. from that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then last year, it was just the instrumental to Body Party, because that's okay. my okay. favorite song. Even though I know yeah. it's very inappropriate, but, you know, you could be thinking, oh, this is yeah. my boo by Ghost Town. I mean, you marry, you marry. Mm-hmm. At that point, you can look. Do whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're one person at that point, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, so you good. 
Okay. But if I didn't do that, I probably would have done um, Stairway to Heaven by... Isley's. Mm-mm. The OJ's? Oh, OJ. Okay. I think it is OJ's. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. With the okay. like, long build up at the beginning. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But no, I said... Because uh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, also... What would he be more surprised to hear the notes of? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I rock All it. right. Are you here for like singers in the ceremony? Like whether it's a singer, like as the bride is walking down the aisle or like if there's a moment within the ceremony for like a song to be performed, because I'm thinking like from your side, you're controlling the music and the microphones and all that. Like, is that just, yeah. what are your feelings about that? Like, is it easy? I mean, it- I've done it a couple of times. I mean, it's one of those things. One thing about me as a DJ is I don't like playing sound man. And even though everybody just sees it as, Oh, we're going to have a singer. So this, that means let me make sure this level is perfect, is loud enough for everybody here, but right. there's no feedback. Like depending on how on, you know the building and the acoustics of the building, it can be a lot more than just here's my microphone and sing. Like even when we had uh, we had Major, Major came out at I think it was actually a, it was a surprise to the groom, but the bride knew what she told me, and he came and did sound check and stuff, and it was where I have a sound man who I hire, and even though I know he has a top level mic. Wireless microphones can always be unpredictable, no matter how much you spend on it, no matter how good the cables are, because all it takes is a little bit of cell phone interference or, you know, depending on what the venue. So I don't really like using wireless, but the way they had him come out as a surprise, he had to have it coming from the polar opposite side of me where it's 400 feet away, too. And I'm like, all right. So when he first, first sang that first note, the sound cut out a little bit and I was already scared. Like, ah, like, please mm-hmm. get close enough to the receiver where it's clear. But once he got a little bit closer, he was still far from it, but it was a direct like line of clarity where everything was clear. So it, it worked out. But even then I'm still just the whole time kind of on edge. Like, let me, let me just make sure that this is like high quality. And that's the thing with like wireless microphones. Like it's, it's not even about who you hire like when you see certain performances like i saw chris rock perform last night and even with him um he had a wired mic the whole time because he's recording it for netflix so he doesn't want it to be any dropouts so yeah. i'll just say overall like i think it definitely adds to it and i've done uh even the wedding i did last weekend for my boy james they had somebody sing i think as the bride came out and everything was good they had a wired mic so even with that i had to make sure that the levels were good but long as it's the right singer because to me it's one of those things that you have to make sure you ask somebody who's a good singer because if they're not at least a 8.5 or above rated singer, <laughs> it kind of takes away from the moment. Like they have to be somebody who really does sound like if it's not somebody singing the actual song, if it's not the actual artist singing their original song, like they have to sound close enough to it to where it's not like taken away because it, it can take an emotional moment to somebody in the crowd being like, who is this? Like, why are they singing this? So <laughs> yeah, it's just that type, especially being in LA or Atlanta where we have so much mm-hmm. talent, like, People have higher expectations. If you're in the the flyover states, they might not really care as much. It might be as long as they can hold a tune. But when you're in the L.A., Atlanta, New York, those type places, we have where it, it might be an actual singer in the crowd who sounds better than them. So it's like you have to have somebody yeah. who's on point. That's yeah, true. I know at my yeah. wedding, um, I like my dad and my brother. Like they're both in the music industry, and so like I had yeah. to. Like, I was like, now, can he sing? And they're like, yes, Tania, I promise (laughs) you, he can sing. He can sing. So, and so, like, he did do a good job. Don't get me wrong. He did a really, really good job. But before 
Um, I actually hired him. I actually had a conversation with my DJ because I wanted to make sure that he could handle it. And if not, then mm. I was going to have like my dad's friend to come in and do the sound because I didn't want to assume mm. that he could handle, you know, like, you know, like his job, but then also being, of course, the sound man too. So yeah, yeah so you yeah. definitely want to talk to your DJ about that for those of y'all who are not around music artists and stuff like that. But but definitely, yeah. Yeah, like, that's a conversation that I definitely had with my DJ beforehand. I'm like, hey, can you handle this? It. If not, then I have someone who can come in and do it for me. So understood. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. So the ceremony is over, and we are heading into. The reception, meaning the ceremony's over, they're married, they've kissed, everybody's hype. What do you suggest for kind of that recessional music if they're more of a classic, traditional couple versus the turn-up couple? For recessional, one of the most standard ones I've done is like the This Will Be from Natalie Cole, but also like the Science to Deliver It is one because it's like, Alluding to them signing the, uh, you know, the wedding papers. That's some of the, like the most classic standard ones. Um, aside from those, uh, let me see. I've used like a lot of a lot of eighty stuff. Works for those. It could be an outstanding gap band. It could be a uh, ain't nobody Shaka Khan type song. It could be a We Are One Maze, Frankie Beverly. It could be a uh, Best of My Love. It could be a for a modern but more soulful song that's not as trendy. It could be like an Anthony Hamilton Best of Me which can work as anything. I can work as a first dance. I can work as, you know, it's one of those cutter songs that kind of cuts across that works for whatever. But I would say a lot of those type of songs that are more on the vibey tip. It could be a lovely day, Bill Withers, this kind of an upbeat. If it's if it's uh, another one that's similar to Anthony Hamilton, uh, Best of Me is like uh, Anthony David uh, and, and I think Algebra, I think it's called uh, Forevermore. It's kind of like somewhat, not really neo-soul, but you will hear it yeah. on like the adult contemporary station. So mm-hmm. those type. Love on Top is not quite trendy turn up, but it's, it kind of goes in between with that. So that can work, even though some folks don't like it. It's alluding to kind of what I was saying about um, yeah, Etta James, like finally, like, you yeah, know, right. took you long enough. So some <laughs> couples love it, some couples, you know, whatever. Okay. But yeah. We walked out to set it off by was Strafe Strafe. Yeah, the one uh, mm-hmm. that's a song. AKA is a fam you stroll to. So yeah, eighties mm-hmm. classic. And Tania, y'all did. Mm. It sounded like oh no, it's switch. There will be there will be. Oh, oh there yeah, will yeah, be. yeah 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 yeah. The bars but and then, was, yeah. But it was the like two chains kind of remake. Maybe not no, two chains, but it was no, like a trap kind of yeah um, mixed. Yeah, I can't remember the name, but it was one that was going all over social media. Yes, um, where those people were dancing what? in two chains. Mm-hmm. No, was that two chains? Pink house. Mm. Yeah, the trap house. house. Yeah, the, 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 the trap, trap museum. Thing. Yeah, the trap yeah. museum. Yeah. Have okay. I heard that version? I got. I got to listen for that one. There was on Switch. There. There will uh, never yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I gotta find out. I have that saved on my YouTube. Moving into like, I guess we're now at cocktail hour. Everybody's taking pictures, but the guests they're getting their drinks, they're mingling, all of the things. What would you suggest there? Is it similar to kind of like the processional, where it's kind of like classics, or is this where you could kind of open it up a little bit more, or like go a little bit more modern? Like, what do you do yeah. here that's like appropriate for cocktail hour? and or dinner, but isn't 
playing certain songs too soon. To me, Cocktail Hour, like, just me personally, because it, I've seen every DJ do it different, but for me personally, because it's more background music, but it's still kind of like, everybody's happy. Like, they, they uh, jump the broom, all that. So I always play a lot of mid and up-tempo songs that are just not as big. So I play the ones that I would rather say for the ones that I don't have to say for dinner or even for the party. So it could be, I play a lot of stuff that's, if it's modern, it might be stuff that's like, they don't even really know, or it might be even little remixes or stuff that they, that just kind of set a tone. So it's like, I might play something like, you probably never heard of artists like Linda Dawn or Devin Morrison or songs, even even stuff from like Masego, Snow, Allegra, some of those songs that are just kind of like yeah. cool mid-tempo that some folks kind of know, but it's not like a super super big hit i'll play like yeah. uh i might play some slightly known songs like the groove theory tell me or sending my love john a but just the kind of the ones that aren't like the super big sing-alongs i'll play like a music one four three album cut maybe like the slower songs might be still kind of a, a little bit of a upbeat vibe like a like a um blast off from silk sonic i'll say as an example of like cocktail versus like early dancing like I do Maxwell something something more so for cocktail because it's like it's the same kind of energy as Ascension, the highest of the high, but it's not mm-hmm. as big of a song that people dance to. So it's just kind of a sets kind of a good background music, and I kind of like playing stuff that is a little bit more acoustic that sounds more like live instruments for some reason. It just kind of gives it a good kind of feel for cocktail. So I usually play a little bit slower during dinner than I do at cocktail, but cocktail is kind of a cool mid tempo. Like people are kind of walking around nodding their head. They might do a little two-step, but they're not really trying to dance yet. I don't, I don't want to play anything yeah. that's going to make them think that, okay, I should be dancing yet. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That makes sense. I hope y'all really enjoyed this episode. I know we are cutting it off a little bit early, but we have to save part two for y'all for next week. So let's do a recap. We talked about the processional. We talked about the ceremony. We also mm-hmm. talked about the recessional. And we talked about the cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. So we're preparing you for the reception. And we know for a lot of y'all, that's all y'all here for anyway. <laughs> if you love this episode, which I know you did, you're definitely going to love the next episode. Follow DJ Artistic everywhere. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's on TikTok at DJ Artistic. And you know we're going to tag him everywhere too. This week, we won't be giving y'all vendor love. However, I want y'all to go to find dot huidu.com and look at our vendor list everyone that we've shouted out for the entire three plus years that we've been on air everything's there yes and not only are all of the vendors we've ever shouted out are on there all of the wedding vendors we've had on as guests are on there as well so you can find more information about them and their lovely vendor services on find.huidu.com and don't forget to leave us a review, follow us on social. You know where Hue I Do Wed everywhere: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm sure I'm missing one, but basically, if you're there, we're there. I hope you stay tuned and enjoy next week. And tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. Like you like this week's episode, you know somebody needs this episode. Go on, go on, drop the link. Go and drop the link in the chat. That's all. We appreciate y'all. Have a good day.